Hey ladies, welcome to the Calm Edge Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke. Does it feel like your brain is on overdrive? Maybe you're struggling with spiraling thoughts and feeling like you can't relax. Well, hey, I have a solution for you. I'm a certified hypnotherapist and I help women just like you every single day reprogram their minds to master overthinking and eliminate self-doubt so you can feel calm, confident, and elevated. Let's dive in. I have a very special guest on today. Dr. Brittany Freet is the owner and acupuncturist of Wellness Point, a holistic health center in Mount Airy, Maryland. She is co-founder of Build and Thrive Holistic courses and consulting. She enjoys helping to educate her patients to live their healthiest lives. And I've actually known Brittany. We grew up together. Brittany, I think we've known each other since, I don't know, you were like six years old. Yeah. Something like that. Since we were really, really little. Where you and I grew up, acupuncture, hypnotherapy, meditation, yoga, all of these like alternative healing modalities were never spoken of. That's very true. I mean, it was not something that was very readily available at all, or even talked about when we were little. It wasn't until high school that I really knew much about it. And that was thanks to my mom. It's, it's something that has kind of snowballed in this area since then, but even hypnotherapy is still not really a thing around here. Acupuncture is much more well-known and you can find an acupuncturist pretty easily, but not all healing modalities are still readily available around here. Yeah. It's actually funny. You say that you learned about it from your mom. So I didn't even realize Britt, that you got into acupuncture in high school. Is that like the first time you went to an acupuncturist? Yes. So my acupuncture journey started in, I guess my freshman, around my freshman year of high school. Part of what got me into this healing field was I was born with a fairly rare autoimmune condition that was being aided significantly by Western medicine. My mom is a nurse and we were lucky enough to have some great connections in this area. We do have some really great allopathic healthcare around here. You know, we're near Hopkins and University of Maryland and all those great healthcare systems. And Western medicine was aiding me significantly in living a healthier, fuller life, but I was also struggling with a lot of side effects of my autoimmune issue, but also of the medications I was on to keep me healthy. And so I was having a particularly bad day, week, month. And my mom actually recommended that I try acupuncture, that she had heard of an acupuncturist who had helped a friend of ours. So I went and tried it. And frankly, that first visit wasn't for me. I I didn't love it. I didn't (laughs) jive with my practitioner. And so I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this again. Um, No, you're like, what is this stuff? (laughs) Yeah, this is, this is exactly. And so a couple of years later, we were talking again and I was having another particularly bad I would call it kind of an episode period in time for myself, especially with some joint pain. And my mom said, well, there's a new acupuncture in town. Why don't you just try it again? Even as you're telling this story, I didn't even know all of this was going on. Like when we were in high school, I had not heard of acupuncture or any of these like alternative healing modalities. And I had no idea that you were going through all of these symptoms and discomfort. So it's really interesting to hear you talk about it now and It's also funny sometimes like looking back on all of our journeys, like my own journey, finding hypnotherapy, meditation, yoga, what it takes to Mm -hmm. kind of slowly understand the impact of some of these practices. Sometimes it just takes time. It lands when it lands, right? So anyway, you go for a second time and then what happens? And I loved it. I love the practitioner I was seeing. I just had a great rapport with her from the beginning and I found it 
so beneficial to aiding with my physical symptoms. And I just became a believer at that point. I realized that there was more things out there that could help me. I realized how much more control I had over my own body and how I could impact my own health. I kept seeing this acupuncturist all through college. I was in college for my undergrad to get a psychology degree. I went to a great school, but I was getting burned out on this idea of psychology and didn't know what I wanted to do with it. So, so my funny. mom I again, was like, did well, the same you love thing. acupuncture. Well, psychology is such a broad field. It's wonderful, but you kind of have to know what you want to do with it. Or you're like, okay, I got this degree. What do I do now? Um, yeah. And so I feel like some people that get a psychology degree go on to do adjunct fields, fields that are not specifically psychology, but it still plays a role in what they do. Yeah. Um, and so my mom recommended acupuncture school. And I was like, how, how do I go about doing that? Where do I even go for this? Do I need to like go to Asia? Like, like, where, like what do yeah. I have to do here? Uh, and luckily <laughs> enough, one. one of the oldest accredited acupuncture schools is right in our backyard here in Maryland. Stop so it. Are I you got serious? Very lucky. <laughs> yep. Yep. So it was originally called Thai Sophia Institute and it's changed to Maryland University of Integrative Health now, but it's right in Laurel, Maryland. So 25 minutes from where we live. It's so interesting to me because- Growing up in Maryland and now being in Southern California, obviously, when I moved to Southern California, that's <laughs> when my eyes opened to a lot of these other modalities. And for me, I was working at a cancer yes. research foundation through Cedars, Sinai and UCLA Health. We had a lot of doctors on our board from mm -hmm. some major hospitals, but we also offered patient support programs that were alternative, like Reiki energy healing. There was hypnotherapy. There was acupuncture for people going through treatment. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time that I was exposed to these alternative therapies, but in a setting where it was kind of presented as like, this is an actual viable option. And sometimes I wonder, mm -hmm. was it always there? You know, when you talk about the Maryland school for integrative medicine being right there in our backyard, like it was always there, but I guess, you know, I guess my family and our school, we didn't really talk about that kind of healing really that holistic mm -hmm. healing. So even though it was there the whole time, I just couldn't even perceive it as like an option, which is so interesting. Like it took me yeah, kind of moving to a new location it's and yeah, seeing it through, you know, I guess it just, it lands when it lands, but do you mind if I ask you, what were some of the symptoms that you were having that acupuncture helped with? And was it like right away, one session, you feel it or over time, holistically, you start to feel it when you're doing it more regularly. It was both for me. Some of the side effects of the autoimmune condition I have, I would get a lot of bone and joint pain. So I have a condition where I go into anaphylactic shock for basically no reason. My immune system attacks itself. So the acupuncture didn't necessarily help with that part, but what it helped with was to calm my immune system down, which was a long-term benefit for me. But some of the short-term symptoms I was having was a lot of bone and joint pain, a lot of brain fog, a lot of fatigue, and acupuncture was really helpful almost immediately for me for that, where I would get some immediate relief right after treatment, but it's a cumulative effect. So the more often I saw my acupuncturist, the better I felt, but it became a very regular type thing that I was going for maintenance, you know, once and twice a week to keep me healthy. And, you know, some patients need that. Some patients don't need to be seen quite that often. It really depends on the specific conditions you're coming in for. Yeah. It's amazing. So if you can just give us a really brief overview in very simple terms, how acupuncture works. Okay. This is the easiest way I can explain it to you. The Chinese figured out thousands of years ago that our bodies are made up of energy, which is now a known fact from physics. Everything's made up of energy. 
but they figured out that that energy runs in specific channels within the body. They call those channels meridians. Think of them like garden hoses that are twisted together to make a big continuous circle. So when the energy or water in this analogy isn't running smoothly in one of those channels or moving from one channel to the next, that's when disease or discomfort happens. And it can be physical, mental, emotional. It's often more than what we know that our stress level affects us physically and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So by putting needles into different points along those channels, we can help to smooth out that flow of energy, whether it's we need to break up what we call stagnation in Chinese medicine, whether we need to build energy, whether we need to disperse it, make it move slower, make it move faster, whatever it is we need to be doing to restore the body to the best possible homeostasis or the best possible balance. Amazing. I've had the conversation a few times on the podcast about the balance between modern medicine and these alternative practices. It's hard sometimes going into a doctor's office and feeling like they're really only looking at one aspect of it. We need modern medicine, right? But it can be really frustrating to feel Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're getting prescribed something without even understanding that there's a healer within you that if you can support the body and getting that rest and everything rebalance that your body can really Mm -hmm. heal itself. I know that's something that I've experienced more and more, especially with women's health. I've, I've spoken openly about dealing with symptoms of endometriosis and incredibly painful periods and cramping and how, you know, going to the gynecologist, I was just told like, oh, well, you know, you have a cyst on your ovary. The best we can do for you is cut it out. And, or you could just take more Advil. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. And how frustrating yeah, that I is. I mean, and I'm, yeah, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. And I'm such a big advocate of teaching my patients that they need to be their own best advocate that, you know, I fully believe in the Western medicine system. I think there is a time and a place for it. I think that it saves lives I mean, do not get me wrong. And I think that also because in the Western medicine system, most providers are taught to look at a part, not the whole. That's, you know, that's what they say, specialize in a part of your body. So they're not taught to look at the overall picture. So I spent a lot of time with my patients teaching them that they know their body better than anybody else. And these specialists are there to help them. But also you need to be your own best advocate when you see these specialists of like, okay, well, you're telling me X, Y, and Z is going on, but this, this, and this are bothering me too. So what do I need to do to address that as well? You know, don't just take the answers of here's the part I can fix, ask for what you need. Advocate for yourself of, okay, you can help me with this, but where I need to go to get help with this. Yeah. Um, And not just, just mm -hmm. because they're a doctor, they know everything, right? I think there's exactly, I mean, we're not, we're not all smart enough to know everything for sure. I mean, there's, that's why there are specializations. I think it's, that's why our system is broken down that way. It's because this body of ours is so simple yet so complex all at once. And so they need to specialize in something um, to be able to be the best at what they do. But then it's just about advocating for yourself to figure out who do I need to talk to, to see the rest of the picture. Yeah. So what are some of the other services Mm -hmm. that you offer that you, or services that you really believe in that you encourage your clients to try? So I'm really lucky here. I've surrounded myself with some really, really fantastic practitioners. Wellness Point is designed like a co-op. So every provider here runs their own business, sees all their own clients, but we often refer to each other. Massage therapy is a fantastic one. Mm -hmm. We also offer an infrared sauna here, which was really great for detoxing and helping with inflammation and pain. It's also great for sleep and boosting your immune system and a ton of other things. We have a esthetician here and she is 
I, I consider her a part of, of our integrative health system here because people need to also feel their best you know, and taking care of yourself and allowing yourself to feel special and pampered is a huge part of that. So getting a facial, I really consider that healthcare. We also have a pelvic floor (laughs) physical therapist here. Yeah, I know. Like everybody needs to take that advice. We have a pelvic floor physical therapist here, um, which is a great addition to our practice. So they're physical therapists, but they specialize in the muscles of the pelvic floor. And that's what we offer here. But then there are also some really other great alternative modalities that I recommend kind of depending on where somebody is in their journey. You know, craniopsychotherapy is fantastic. Hypnotherapy is fantastic. Um, Functional medicine providers are a great alternative for patients that are feeling like they're not being heard and they kind of have this complicated picture that they feel like they're having a hard time piecing together on their own. So there really are a lot of great alternatives these days to the traditional Western system. And I have some really, really great colleagues within the Western medicine system that I refer to all the time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, being able to work with a Western medicine doctor who is also open to the alternative holistic healing, I think is the ideal Mm -hmm. scenario when it comes to taking care of your health, because just to bring those two pieces together, because I know I've had experiences with doctors where I'm like, oh yeah, well, I'm on all these detox supplements and they don't understand what that has to do with my period cramps. When I've literally decreased the amount of painkillers I've had to take, I've cut it in like half because of supplements and holistic practices. Mm -hmm. Right. What I love about what you're doing, Britt, is that it's not just the alternative side that you bring to the table, but you're also connecting people with the medical providers that are open to this type of holistic support. Exactly. I mean, and and I think that for holistic medicine to really get the recognition that it deserves, we have to be able to partner with other providers, you know, I mean, because the beauty of it is a lot of my new patients these days are being referred to me by their primary cares or their specialists. I get a lot of referrals from orthopedists and neurologists actually, because so many think people are dealing with chronic pain or migraines or things that like a lot of the tools that Western providers have to offer are pain management in the sense of medications in that, in that regard. And they're going, no, we know there's another alternative for our patients. So I'm getting a lot of referrals from them, which is wonderful to see that acupuncture and Chinese medicine is getting the recognition that it deserves for what it's capable of doing. Absolutely. Wow. That's really good to hear. Can you share one of the most inspiring healing stories that you've experienced with a client through acupuncture? I've been really, really blessed in my 11 years to have some really good stories to pull from. It's, it's amazing and such an honor to get to be just like a small part of their journey to becoming a better version of themselves. But when I think about it, there's been one recently that I've really loved. I had a patient come in, I would say she's between, you know, 50 and 65. And she came in originally, her ticket through the door, as we call an acupuncture or her like main symptom that brought her in was back and knee pain. Like she was just in a ton of pain and she couldn't really play with her grandkids the way she wanted to. She couldn't get down up and down off the floor and she's very involved in their life. And she just came in like, you know, pretty dang grumpy because of it, honestly, you know, she was just not able to live the life that she wanted to because pain was holding her back. So she came in for that. And within a couple of sessions, I'd say even it might've only been two sessions, her pain was reduced significantly, Mm. but you know, she could have been done here after three or four sessions because we got the pain part under control. But what she really ended up getting from this was so much mental and emotional relief. You know, she realized that she was 
having a lot of unhappiness and lack of joy in her everyday life. And she wasn't really sure why. And acupuncture really helped her be able to shift her perspective on that. And she's just such a, such a happier person and more joyful and so much less stressed on a daily basis. And her sleep is better and her pain is better. And it's just really amazing to watch people be able to do those shifts for themselves with the lifestyle and dietary changes we recommend, the supplement changes we recommend to lead, to help them lead a more balanced life. You know, I tell everybody, I'm not doing anything. There's nothing in these needles I'm putting in you. They are thin, they're solid, they're flexible. All I'm doing is encouraging your body to be in its best possible balance. And, you know, you leave here and you see me once or twice a week, you have a lot of hours the rest of the week that you could either help what we're doing or screw it up, frankly. And, you know, it's really amazing when patients take their health into their own control and decide that they're going to make the changes they need to make for themselves to feel better. So it's been, so that's probably one of my favorite stories recently, just because it's been fun to watch her really take control of her own life. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how our bodies will talk to us when we're carrying Mm -hmm. that emotional weight, like that emotional pain, how our bodies are telling us. And I, I do think that we live in a world of multitasking and I know Britt, you have two kids, you've got your family, there's a lot going on. So there's a tendency or conditioning of make sure everyone around me is okay and put yourself on the bottom of the list. And I'm sure you see this with your clients. I work with women on just understanding this idea of you are going to be able to show up for your family so much more if you can stop and take a few minutes for yourself first. Mm-hmm. Like you're car- carving yeah. out space it's, so um, that you can hold that. And that is honestly the hardest thing for people to do. It really is. I have found that I kind of sometimes have to go about it in a different approach to get them to see that a little bit. Yeah. When I was in acupuncture school, Bob Duggan, who was one of the founders of the school, who unfortunately is no longer with us, said something that will always stick with me. Um, who are you doing this for the sake of? You know, these changes that you say you're going to make, these lifestyle adjustments, these dietary changes, whatever it is, who are you doing it for the sake of? And the ultimate goal is obviously to do it for the sake of yourself, like to do it for the betterment of yourself. But most people will not do it just for themselves. Mm. They're doing it for the sake of someone else. So I ask patients that when they first come in, like you want to adjust this thing in your life. You want to make these changes. Like, obviously we want to make the quote unquote homework that I give you to make lifestyle changes as easy as possible to do. We want to set you up for success, but also think about who you're doing it for the sake of. You know, I find that a lot of the times the answer, if they're a mom of small children, at least is like, I'm doing it for the sake of my kids. So in the beginning, it can sometimes be easier for people to say, I'm doing it for the sake of someone else. But over time, they realize that they're doing it for the sake of themselves. Yeah. You know, they're doing it for the betterment of themselves, which then allows them to teach the people around them how to do that. That's, that's my goal with my kids is, you know, like, we do, we live in this very hurried and rushed society and teaching people that like, you can take a break or, you know, it's okay to do something for the sake of yourself. And that is then for the betterment of all those people around you. I'm working on teaching that to the next generation as, as well as I possibly can. It's so powerful because it's that pattern that gets passed down, right? Yes. By doing it, you're modeling that behavior so that your children are actually going to be able to take care of themselves and pass that down for their children. Brittany, you know, my mom, (laughs) my amazing mother. And I had this conversation with her just I sure do. If anybody's met Sherry, 
or have heard me talk about Sherry, we, we lovingly call her bubbles. She's just bopping around like a bubble. She's a little social butterfly. She's got a million things going on. And the other day we sat down and I said, mom, if you want to help me, or if you want to help my sister and my brother or the grandkids, what's going to help us right now is for you to take care of yourself. I need you to be with us for a really long time. And I need you to do that by slowing down and asking yourself, like, what do you actually need? Do you need more rest? Do you need to say no when it comes to watching the grandkids or all the plans that you're making, right? Being able to stop for a minute and realize that you taking that time for yourself is actually what's going to help us in the Mm -hmm. long run. Well, I mean, our parents' parents generation, they, yeah, they go, go, go. And, you know, they, that's, that's what they learn to do. Like, we just have to go. We have to push through. We have to get it done. And yes, yeah. while that resilience is so, so important, don't get me wrong, that's yeah. that's also an important skill to teach the next generation of being yeah. able to persevere and push through something that's difficult to accomplish what you need to accomplish. You also have to recognize like, when is that effort futile and you need to rest to be able to give the best effort yeah. to that. Yes. Um, but I use the, the idea of a treasure chest with gold coins. In Chinese medicine, we talk about there are different types of energy, but Jing is like the essence that you're born with. And I tell people you have, you have so many gold coins that you're born with. Every time that you choose to expend energy, you're taking a gold coin out of the bank um, and you Mm -hmm. only have so many gold coins. That treasure chest can't be refilled, but what we can do is put other types of energy into our system by resting, by eating properly, by exercising the appropriate way for our bodies. And by doing that, then we don't have to pull from the gold coins as much. And then we can reserve those energies Mm -hmm. for when they're really, really needed. Ooh, I'm going to have to put that imagery in a hypnosis. That's a good one. Yeah. And then I'll record it and I'll give it to you and all of your clients can listen while they're lying on the acupuncture table for their 20 minute nap. I love that. It's kind of like the national reserve, I guess. There's only so much like actual gold. (laughs) You can keep making more money, but we can't replace that. You can't replace the the gold coins. So you got to protect that. (laughs) How many years ago did you open your practice? 11 years ago now. Wow. About 11 years. Yeah. And it's obviously thriving. And so you're taking all of that knowledge and now you are consulting and guiding other holistic practitioners to build their own practices. Is that correct? Yes. So a colleague of mine, Gina Roberge, we went to acupuncture school together. She and I were chatting one day and we both have been blessed enough to have busy practices um, kind of from the get-go. We actually started our practices together in a single treatment room in the Hamden area of Baltimore city. We went together and rented a treatment space together and worked on alternate days. And we were lucky enough that our practices grew and thrived from there to where we both branched off in our own directions. But we were talking about how so many wellness practitioners don't survive in this business. They don't have the tools to go out and create their practice, their business, and have it be able to grow. Not because they're not fantastic practitioners, but because they're never taught the business end of running a running a practice, which is why there's a crazy statistic out there. It's something like only 50% of acupuncturists ever go on to run a business and run a practice. Wow. You know, there are so many yeah, acupuncturists that like, graduate school takes, with all this debt, but then they never practice. Yeah, because it takes it takes a certain level of presence and energy to work with your clients, but like 
then you have to also find the mental capacity and energy to think about how do I bill insurance companies or how do I make sure they're signing mm -hmm. the correct forms or do I need a business yes. license in my city? Like, how do I market all of this? It's really hard to balance that, especially mm -hmm. when you're a healer, because you just want to help others heal. And you don't want to think about like posting on Instagram or <laughs> right. Yes. So what we did is we decided from the beginning that we were going to take some of that legwork away from holistic practitioners. So we started off initially, our flagship course is a business 101 course. So we created some pre-recorded continuing education classes as acupuncturists, you can actually get continuing ed credit for it. Most holistic practitioners were not given the training that they needed for the business end of their practices when they were in their graduate um, courses or in their certification program or whatever it is for the modality that they're working with. So what we wanted to do was create a one-stop shop where you can get all the information you need. So our flagship course is the A to Z of, okay, you just graduated and you want to start your own practice. So now what? So it literally Amazing. walks you through from like choose your name to setting up your business practice, finding all of the outside providers you need to run your business if those are needed to renting a treatment space and furnishing that space. And then from there, we branched off and created another course that is specifically designed for acupuncturists for billing insurance. Like, okay, you're in business now, you're deciding that you're choosing to take insurance in your practice. Here's how you do that. And then we created a third course that's all about marketing for the holistic practitioner. And how do you go about dealing with your mindset around marketing and your limiting beliefs to then what is the best form of marketing for your business? And how do you find your subset of your modality and like what really lights you up? So those are all pre-recorded classes that as an acupuncturist, you can get continuing education credits for, but it's really geared towards any holistic provider. That's awesome. Yep. So for those of you that are like, okay, I'm not finding exactly what I need in this course, or I don't need all of that. We have started consulting services. So we actually offer a free 15 minute consult to see if this is the right fit and what we can help you with. You can either work with Gina or myself and we walk through troubleshooting those areas of your practice where you feel like you have some growth to do and helping you figure out how you make those things a strength of yours. Yeah. I'll tell you, like just having been in business for a couple of years now, it's like fast tracking through that first year where you spend most of your time, like yes. <laughs> not understanding what's going on to be able to just have like the templates or have somebody to guide you through it. That's amazing. So we're going to, I'm actually going to link to this below. So if you're a holistic practitioner and you're looking for guidance, whether you you're just looking for some forms that might be able to support you, you know, with your patients, or if you want one-on-one -on -one consulting, I'm linking to build and thrive holistic courses and consulting below. The more people we can have out there doing this work, the better. And it seems like you're already doing that because you're not only reaching your own clients, but now you're teaching others how to expand. So it's a really cool mission that you've got going on. I'm really proud just having known you my whole life. It's really cool to watch <laughs> you do this. And also to see both of us come out of the same, like never having heard of hypnotherapy, acupuncture, yoga, that now here we are both running these holistic practices. It's so interesting. Life is kind of funny like that. <laughs> it's so crazy the way that it works out. All right, Brittany, thank you so much. Ladies, if you feel like you are depleted, like you've dipped into that treasure chest of energy and you can't quite seem to get energy back, chances are you're living in a state of fight or flight. So your body has forgotten how to return to that state of deep calm to replenish. 
hypnotherapy can help. Click the link below and schedule a free 30-minute alignment call with me, and we can chat about how hypnotherapy can help you tap into resource state to re-energize yourself and also reprogram the mind to be less triggered by stresses that are actually happening in your life so you can move through life's ups and downs without constantly feeling depleted. Let's chat.